Hi there, I'm Dr. Paula McDonald, and I welcome you to my podcast, Live Today. It's here that together we'll explore the concept of balance as God designed it to be for us, His children. Balance of the mind, the body, and the spirit. And it's what I've named Theosynthesis. And it's here, waiting for you. Well, hello everyone again. It's so great to be back with you. Been on a little vacation and it always just uplifts the soul and makes you feel ready to take on the world. So if you haven't taken a vacation, take a vacation, make time for it. So good for you. But today's show, we are going to talk about healing relationships. On the last show, we talked about how we get healing from God and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So we're going to take it a step further and a lot more personal in healing our own personal relationships because we all have broken relationships. We've experienced them and it's important that we work through these and sometimes we can see them on the other side as healed and sometimes we can't. So how do we navigate that? So Stay with me today as we go through this really personal and difficult topic for a lot of people, but I think it's important to understand that physical healing is natural to understand so we can see and feel the effects of moving from a sick or injured state to that of being restored to health. So a physical healing, we can actually see it. Our human relationships, though, are so fragile And they can be so easily damaged or broken. And I am reasonably sure that every single person that's listening has experienced this pain of a broken relationship. They're painful and it can feel, this pain can feel as strong as a broken bone. Emotional grief and the memory of this pain can sometimes last a lifetime. So let's dig into this topic to gain an understanding of the importance of our healing of relationships with one another. This healing, however, may only be within yourself because we are not in control of how or even if the person that we need to ask for forgiveness or who has hurt us, we can't control how they are going to handle their side of it. So we can only be responsible for our part. So no doubt, relationships, they're complicated. And the word relationship means a binding or an attachment. And there are many, many types of human relationships. And the primary ones that we deal with regularly, friendships, our love partner, our co-workers, student-to-teacher relationships, parent-to-child, siblings, our family, social relationships, and then casual relationships. And each one of these plays an essential role in our lives, and they impact us very differently. Some relationships are more comfortable than others, and others are incredibly complex. And what we do know is for any relationship to be considered a good one, there is work that needs to be done throughout the process to maintain and protect these relationship bonds. Well, we all know those people who tend to get along with almost everybody. 
Well, why is that? Most likely, it's due to interpersonal choices and personality choices of the likable individual. In other words, a friendly person chooses to possess qualities others just wish to be around. And so likability skills could include the following characteristics. Well, they genuinely like other people and they show good interest in those around them. And then also, they're able to cause others around them to feel good. They exude a positive energy. They're most likely trustworthy, honest, and fair. And they probably put other people ahead of themselves. And they work to maintain the relationships. When a mutual affection occurs, we call this friendship. And friendships are significant relationships throughout our lives. And maintaining these friendships requires work and effort on both parts. Well, in my life, I have so many different circles of friends, some from childhood, like cousins and students that I've, that I've taught years ago, co-workers, classmates, neighbors, church, small group members, colleagues, and of course, my go-to people. And these are the people that I know that I could call no matter what is going on in my life and they will be there for me. We all need those people. We do know to have friends, you must be able to be a friend. Let me say that again. We know that to have friends, you must be able to be a friend. And I have a quick way to break this down in a visually easy to remember way. And I've spelled out, taken the word friend, and I have something for each part of that. So the F for friend is to be faithful and forthright. Friendships require loyalty that is constant. And being able to be truthful, honest, and open are so, so important. Well, the R of the friends is being relational. You have to be relatable to others, meaning it takes time to know someone so you can build the relationship. So relational also means that you show a genuine interest in the other person to get to know them at a deeper level. It can't just be one-sided. And the I is for being intuitive. So once you get to know somebody on a deeper level, then you start to truly understand them. Knowing about someone is one thing, but understanding them at a deeper level is much more complex and takes more time. But being able to instinctively understand that other person, that's going to come with good old-fashioned eye-to-eye phone conversations and just time spent with them. And so the E stands for being emotionally available. So the gift of time that we spend with another person to truly hear them and understand them, it's critical in forming deep and lasting friendships. Allowing another person to hear your deepest thoughts, your deepest dreams or fears without judgment provides them with an emotionally available confidant. And we all need those people in our lives. And the N of friends is so simple, y'all. It's just being nice. 
It really is that simple. Being kind and empathetic is the basis for all friendships. And kindness and gratitude are the two main ingredients for others to feel like they have a true friend. And the D? Dependable. Being reliable and constant are two extremely important attributes of friendship. You need to be able to count on one another equally. And of course, there are times when one friend needs the other more than the other, but it can't remain one-sided or it's not going to last. Well, Eleanor Roosevelt wrote this quote, and I love it. She said, many people will walk in and out of your life. Only true friends will leave footprints on your heart. Mm, That's just beautiful. Now that we know what it takes to form and maintain healthy friendships, how do we overcome and heal from those broken relationships? And unfortunately, many people never recover from a bad, fractured relationship and sometimes live a lifetime of regret and pain. And the scar etched into a broken heart can and does have lasting effects. And broken relationships occur when respect has been lost due to hurtful actions or words, communication that's misunderstood or absent, boundaries that are crossed, and abuse of any kind. Trust is lost or uncontrolled anger lashes out. All of these kinds of actions really do hurt relationships. Some of my most painful moments in life have been as a result of broken relationships. After a 21-year marriage was over, I'm telling you the pain I felt in my heart was some of the most physical pain I've ever experienced. It was a wound that has left a deep scar. And to overcome this pain, it was up to me to just give it to God and to allow Him to help heal my heart. This process took work on my part, and I had to take responsibility for my actions, my words, and I needed to learn to forgive. Had I chosen to not forgive and to carry this pain with me everywhere, every day, y'all, it would have destroyed me. And it does destroy many, many people who choose to hang on to their pain. And just as an injury to your skin leaves an ugly scar, a painful, broken relationship leaves a scar deep within our emotions. Physical scars heal over time, and so can emotional wounds. But time is needed while also learning to forgive, to let go, and to give it to God. All of these are essential to achieving emotional healing. Well, many have been on the receiving end of emotional pain. And likewise, you have no doubt been on the side of the one who has caused the emotional harm to another. I include myself in one. I know that I've hurt people. And we're all human. And we make mistakes. But emotional growth and maturity can occur when we face these failures and we ask for forgiveness and then we're able to move forward. If we choose to harbor hate or ill will toward another person, guess what? 
it's going to do more harm to you than the person to whom you are directing these negative emotions. It's just going to eat at you. And over time, this negative energy just chips away from the inside out. And the result, it's a sad, angry, caustic person who is most likely very physically sick on the inside. It's not good. And psychologically and physiologically, these negative emotions cause your body to dump a boatload of toxic chemicals directly into your system. And naturally, we have to fight or these chemicals inside will take over. So your body goes into overdrive trying to unload these yucky toxins. And so when we allow these chemicals to continuously flow through our veins, bathing every organ in our body over long periods of time, the result is disease or what I call dis-ease. In other words, your negative energy will eventually make you sick. So Psalm 4.4 says, don't let anger control you. And control here, that's the key word. Anger can and will control you and have detrimental effects if left unattended. God created us, though, with free will and choice. So it truly is our own choice to either dwell in our anger or hurt or to work through it and learn to let it go. It's your choice. Most recently, I saw a post from a high school classmate who wrote the following. I just wish you all had been nice to me in school. And she made this comment on a post regarding some of us getting together after 40 years. And what I found so sad is that obviously she's been carrying around some hurt for four decades. I mean, you guys, that's a long time to carry hurts. Not a good thing. But emotional and spiritual maturity come when you are able to forgive. So 40 years, it's time to let that go. It really is. Hanging on to anger will cause you to also have sinful thoughts. And the Bible again reminds us in Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Wise words indeed. So if you're dealing with a broken relationship, whether it's your fault or not, why not take the first step today toward healing? And a great place to begin is right on your knees before God. And just ask Him to help you seek forgiveness from the other person and to help you forgive them. Matthew 6.14 says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Didn't Jesus show us the most amazing act of forgiveness of all time? As he hung on that horrible cross, bleeding in pain, thoroughly humiliated, he asked God, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. That's from Luke 23, 34. 
And this story is our examples as Christians. No matter what, we are commanded to forgive, even when it seems impossible to do. So prayerfully, go to God right now and ask Him to show you any areas of unforgiveness in your heart. And ask Him to show you, is there anyone that I've hurt who needs to hear from me? I'm so sorry. Will you please forgive me? And in seeking to let go of an unforgiving heart, you're going to find a deep sense of relief as you discard the heavy load of bitterness. So in everything that I talk about with the theosynthesis and maintaining balance of mind, body, and spirit, an overall wholeness and taking steps to release emotional baggage, which is no longer serving you, it's a must. The mind, the body, and the spirit all depends on wholeness as you maintain a loving, healthy heart and soul. Isn't it time to shed the years of emotional baggage that you've been carrying? It's got to be heavy. And when you lighten that load, when you give it to God, I promise you, you're going to feel a peace like you've never felt before. So go to him, unload that baggage, take off that backpack of guilt and go seek the original forgiving God who will forgive you and he'll help you see how you can also reach out to those that you've hurt. So tough topic today, but it's so important. And I just, as always, I want you to live fully and abundantly. Don't let anything hold you back from that because that's how God designed us to live. So blessings to you all. Hi, stay tuned for my mini podcast, Ask Dr. Paula. It'll be in the last five minutes of this show and a time for me to answer your questions. So to submit a question, simply go to drpaulamcdonald.com and click on contact me. I can't wait to hear from you. I just spent a week down in Destin, and I'm always reminded of God's majesty when I am on that beach. I marvel at the constant pounding of the waves and the salty air and the beautiful blue water. And on last week's show, we discussed God's amazing healing power. We serve a mighty God who can and will heal his people. And a dear friend of mine experienced a tragedy this week while I was gone that no parent ever wants to be a part of. And their teenage son was in a horrific car crash. And he was miraculously pulled out of this burning car, thus saving his life. And although he's been in the ICU for the whole week, his story, no doubt, will be life-changing for many. There were many people, numerous, numerous people, who were praying for this young man. And his doctors are amazed at how quickly his body is healing. And all of us know it is a miracle that he even made it. The stories that are being told and uncovered about how he was pulled out of this burning car, yet he has not even one burn mark on his body. Of course, he has broken bones, but he wasn't burned. And there was a Bible in the back seat, and it was open to a verse 
about God's fire. <laughs> the whole Bible was charred, but that part of the Bible was visible to those who found it. And it's just a miracle that he's here and we know this. And so we know, you guys, prayer is powerful and healing can happen through prayer because prayer transcends all of time and space. And we could go into an entire course just talking about the quantum physics of prayer because God created prayer and it is so powerful. And guess what? It's available to all who choose to use it. So claim your healing power through this wonderful power of prayer. Never cease in praying for your loved ones, your friends, even strangers. Prayer creates power to heal. And I have no, I know I have been the recipient of this amazing power force in my own life. And I just urge you all to never stop believing in the ramifications that any prayer that you have will have some results on somewhere, someone out there, including yourself. So may you bless someone today with a healing prayer. Your prayers are never, ever wasted. So please contact me at drpaulamcdonald.com on the connect button. I'd love to hear some of your stories. I'd love to hear some of your questions for the Ask Dr. Paula segment. So until next time, make sure you're fully living today. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and an abundant connection with God.